0: welcome back to the hiring advantage podcast I'm Chrissy and for all of our new listeners welcome and to anyone who's tuning back in thank you so much I hope you're continuing to get so much out of the podcast and I can see it growing every week which is really really exciting so before we dive in just a reminder that all feedback on the podcast is so so appreciated so for everyone who drops me a message or writes a review it is so so appreciated and for those who are regular listeners if you haven't already if you you could hop on to Apple Podcasts, which is probably where you listen to this, and either tap a five-star review, hopefully, or a star review, and if you have... Sort of a minute to write a quick review would mean the absolute world to me. And it will mean that more small business owners can get this podcast into their ears. So, at Hired Advantage, we talk all things hiring and growing your team for small business so that you can step into your true CEO role and have the business and the role of your dreams. So, today we're going to talk all about attraction strategy. So, before we dive into this, I want to just talk a little bit about the recruitment landscape in Australia and globally but I read and I'm across this anyway because my algorithm on LinkedIn and all my socials is literally geared towards recruitment and recruitment information but I read a really interesting article from earlier in this year from the Australian Financial Review and it is why we do not have enough workers to fill Jobs. So this um, article basically talks about, you know, that labour shortage, that great resignation, all of those buzzwords that we're hearing in recruitment. But essentially, there is a high demand for workers and businesses are struggling to fill those vacancies. So as of June, and I will share recent data on this, and I know it's gotten tighter, but the unemployment rate currently in Australia is only around 3%. So, which is a 48 year low. And that means the proportion of the adult population who are holding a job or actively looking for work has hit a record high of 66%. So if I break that down, what it means is there's not a a lot of people who don't have work and the people who do have work have all the power and can pick and choose what they want, right? So, Basically, um, there was research done by ABS that said there's a third of businesses struggling to find suitable workers, and that is a mix of things, but they say 59% do not have the skills required, and... The other thing was 79% of the people surveyed were saying that they don't have enough applicants. So I can tell you that as well. So I've worked in recruitment for 12 years and there have been different landscapes in recruitment. So you either have a boom or a bust usually. Perth is a really good example. So I lived in Perth in 2010 and they had a mining boom. Iron ore prices were a... all-time high and basically all the companies were recruiting and looking for work and that meant that there was a shortage of applicants and all of the companies were basically fighting for the same skills right and they had to diversify what they were looking for and train people up and come up with all sorts of attraction strategies when we hit covid initially a lot of the companies stopped recruiting right they were worried about their bottom line they were worried about money and there was no jobs and basically that meant that if someone did recruit for a role they would get a lot of applications but the companies were too scared to recruit for people. People. GFC, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Obviously, lots of people losing jobs, looking for work, and then not a lot of companies recruiting for them. So the company that I worked with in when COVID hit, so I worked at Westpac, and. I worked in a project area and we had projects that we had to hit so they were government regulatory projects and regardless of what was going on in the economic climate we still needed to hire people and we still needed to deliver those projects so we did not stop hiring when all the other banks did so we got the absolute best talent out there in the market so it's just something to be mindful of what is going on in the economic climate with security always affects whether people are hired or not if everyone else is hiring when you're trying to hire it's going to be that much harder if no one else is hiring when you're trying to hire great. It's just whether your business can level up to that, match up to that. So just to set a bit of the context, for most businesses in Australia, they are finding it hard to find talent. So there are absolutely strategies and attraction strategies that we can put in place. There are common themes that I see with small businesses of where they get it really right and where they get it not so right. But I I really want to put talent attraction on your radar. So in small businesses, so we work so hard on getting clients and trying to attract the right clients. We work on client avatars, we work on who our ideal client is, how we're going to attract them, what they're interested in. Mostly, you know, I see small business and their social media accounts are fully targeted to attracting clients. I'm really interestingly, at the moment, I've been working in the Hiring Advantage Agency. I've been working with my clients. So I've been working with some small business owners who have absolutely no problem attracting clients. So I can give you some examples of people who provide NDIS services they always always can find clients there's always people who need their services right but what they find really tricky is attracting the workers so they are working with me to build that attraction strategy right because essentially for every worker they get they can fill up their book with clients and then make a profit off of the top of them so it is in their interest to always always be hiring always always be attracting talent because then they have those workers to go and service their clients and then they can make more money it's not that they don't need to focus on client attraction, but the clients are always there. Their services are in demand. Think of like, you know, certain businesses, like if you're fully booked as a hairdresser or you're fully booked as a masseuse or you've got a service and you've got a wait list. Yes, keep going. Keep building up your wait list. But if you've literally got no team and no staff to service them, maybe you need to start working on an attraction strategy. So let's talk about what attraction strategy looks like. And then your various points where you need to hit attraction in your recruitment process. So my biggest thing overall in any part of our recruitment process, remember it is not about you. It's not about you and your business. It is about the applicant and what they want and why they should apply for you. Now I talk about this all the time, particularly with job adverts. What is in it for them and why should they care? So that's what you want to think, what you need to think about in each part of your hiring process. When it is appropriate to think about you, right? so separate to your individual hiring process is your long-term business hiring strategy. And at this point, it's absolutely appropriate to think about you and what you want and your business. So you need to think about what you want your role to be as a business owner. Like what are the tasks that you want to do? How do you want to spend your time? And is it completely appropriate to be thinking about yourself in that? Because it is tough being a business owner and you need to make sure you're working towards doing a job. That you want to do that lights you up, that makes you happy. So, completely appropriate to be thinking about you and what you want in your long term strategy. It's also in your long term strategy to do with your business when you're designing org structures, you're building that team. Completely appropriate to be thinking about the business and what you want. So, the big you. When you are designing roles, so you've done all that work and you've designed what you want your team to look like. When you're building out these job descriptions and you're building out these roles, this is when I really want you to think about what is in it for them what it is in it for the applicant and what is in it for the person who is eventually going to be working for you so when we're designing roles we want to make sure that they're well rounded and that they make sense for a skill set so for example you cannot have a marketing person who's also an accountant it's a very opposite skill set you're not very i mean i'm sure there's someone out there <laughs> but it's quite unlikely someone's done an accounting degree and then also done a marketing degree for example although they've got practical experience in working those skill sets because they're also probably going to be quite Quite different people right so you know someone who's more analytical versus someone who's more creative so make sure when you design the roles that firstly they make sense and that they're well-rounded and that they've got fun bits we do not want to be creating roles and positions in our business that are that don't make sense or that are essentially a bit of a shit list of all the stuff that you want to get off on your plate they need to be attractive so I'm going to say attraction and attractive a lot in this podcast episode but we need to think about what is going to attract someone to apply for us because remember we are working in a candidate-tight landscape, our job needs to be so much more attractive than what our competitors or other people in our industry are putting out there into the universe super super attractive right so it needs to be glittery it needs to sparkle it needs to jump off the page job advert so we've designed our role it's great it's really well-rounded and then we need to advertise it now i know i say this all the time but job adverts are the trailer to your movie so if we think about it and even think about a teaser trailer right it needs to smack you right in the face as soon as you see it so you need to see across the top of your advert you need something that's going to hook you in and anyone that is in that realm so if it's an administration officer you want every administration officer who comes across your advert to want to apply to it you want that job advert particularly the top of that job advert to be as attractive as possible you also need to get more eyes on it right so I work with my clients in terms of really thinking outside the box it is a candidate type market so whacking up a job advert on a job board is just not going to be enough. So think about your social media strategy. Think about what you can do more to get eyes on your advert. Like for example, if you were an osteopath, have you got relationships with the universities in your state that qualify people as osteopaths or colleges and start building a relationship with them so you've always got that pipeline of applicants right and then social media like if your clients let's say you teach a course in massages and you help qualify people to be masseuses then those people all become your ideal workers right so that's an attraction strategy in itself utilizing your social media if you're always recruiting make sure every week you've got information up on your socials about why it's so amazing to work for you and your team so it's It needs to be bigger than a job advert on a job board, but those job adverts need to be amazing and absolutely stand out. So we want anyone who is in your patch, who's got your skills to at least be looking at your advert, even if they're not looking for work thinking far out, that looks like an amazing job. Because if it's not them who's applying to it, maybe it's one of their friends. So there is a bit of an old school of thought and it goes back to a time where... You know, in a really buoyant market, you know, I've worked in markets where there's few jobs and lots and lots and lots of applicants and you get smashed and you get like 100 applications. I get why in that sort of market, you're going to be making those jobs a little bit and not deter people, but make it a little bit more less about attraction, less about what's in it for them, a little bit more about what you need because you need to be able to cool down the amount of applicants who come in. Like it's really tough going through job applications when you've got like 200 people, you've got to cool it down. So I get why you'd want to be a little bit less attractive on those job adverts. But I'm telling you in all the roles we recruit for our clients, we are not getting hundreds and hundreds of applicants. We're getting like 30 is a lot these days. And also, I think that applicants are getting savvy to only applying for the jobs they really, really want. So i Look, I think it's a great outcome if you get like 15, 20 people apply to your job, but they're all amazing. And that's what we get in our agency because we make those jobs really tailored and really specific, but really attractive. Let's use that attractive word again. So you've written your job description, you've got your advert up, you're starting to get applications, and now you're going to start actually shortlisting and engaging with those people. You need to make this process attractive too. So when you phone screen, you're getting on the phone and you're having a chat with these real people. So you need to get these people really, really excited. If your job applicant is applying for your job, likelihood is they're applying for other jobs too, seeing as there's so many jobs out there in the market at the moment. So you need to get on the phone and be super fun and super engaging and be the type of person this individual really wants to work for, right? So get them thinking why do they want your job over someone else and this always comes down to relationships and personality right you need to have really fun conversations you need to really work to build connection and you do this through preparation so I work with my clients to build out phone screening scripts if they're doing it themselves obviously if my business is doing it we're very experienced in this but I work to get them really really excited about the role talk about the business owner why they're so fantastic that would be you if you were doing it yourself and and what is so exciting about the role and really what's it it for this applicant like you know this is a new business it's growing this role is going to grow with the business or what your clients say about you what impact your business makes but get them really really excited get them absolutely frothing at this role and wanting to come to interview and also listen listen to what's going on with them with their lives and answer any questions they have on this screen in process, especially if you like them, give them lots and lots of time. Attraction in interviews, again, I cannot speak highly enough about what a valuable skill set it is to be confident in interviews and make sure that this person walks out of your interview feeling fantastic. And this again, all comes around down to preparation and having an interview strategy, but also taking the time to listen to them, holding space for them, answering any questions they might have about your role, because it's so, so, so valuable. And I can give you some live examples about where some of these points that I've talked through have happened in my recruitment processes. So I've recently been recruiting an operations assistant role for a a business that Provides support workers and we wrote a really beautiful, caring, compassionate role. It's a beautiful business. The business owner is lovely. She's so passionate about what she does. And we really injected that into the advert. We really talked about what those companies' values were, like how much of a difference they make in their clients' lives. And all of the applicants I got that I spoke to, they really cared. Like they really cared about the business. They really wanted to make a difference in clients' lives. It was a lot of people who, you know, families have been affected by. Illnesses and needed carers and really understood the gravitas and how important the work was that this company was doing. So you got really aligned applicants. I had another client who didn't get it, talked a bit more about herself. She'd had a go at recruiting it, it didn't work. And I gave that example earlier. So that gives you um, an example of how we brought that to life. So particularly with the job advert, And then again, every time we spoke to the applicants, we made sure that we got them really, really excited about the roles. So make sure that that's always in your brain at every point in your application recruitment hiring process and offers, of course. So if you're gonna offer someone a role, you need to bring the energy on that offer call. Putting it in writing is not enough, you ideally wanna get on the phone with that person or on a Zoom call, bring the energy. It's so, so exciting. Make sure that, you know, the that this is really an appealing offer because fact of the matter is they might be getting multiple offers, right? So they need to like you, want you, have the relationship with you and get so damn excited about your role. So that's attraction, guys, how exciting. You know, I'm not saying it's not about you at all. (laughs) It's your company, it's your role. Talk about it, but talk about it in an appropriate amount. I have had um, a client who, whenever they went to interview, they literally sat and talked about their company for half an hour and the applicants would all call me afterwards and go, I was so confused, like I didn't really know what was going on they were telling me like everything about their business. <laughs> which was very much against my advice I am um, so after that they, they did that once they got an interview agenda and stuck to it but you know it's it's not appropriate right it's important appropriate to talk about your business an appropriate amount and give them context to what's in it for them but you know this is really a time to focus on the other person in the conversation get them super excited to work for your business and, and when they come into the business they will love you and they will be excited and they will want to hear everything about it but this is the point where you're trying to be really attractive to them to secure them so that then you can bring them into their business and then get them excited about the business more so at that point. So I hope you found this episode useful as always I love to get your feedback so feel free to share in your Instagram stories or always DM me if you want to chat. As we get into Christmas we are starting to slow down on the done for you hiring solutions so I'm hiring outsourcing but we are doing a lot of focus on strategy and I do have free hiring strategy calls available i would love to get some podcast listeners on there i mean find out what you're learning but also what you want because it's all about you right it's not about me <laughs> as, I, as i just talked about so find out what's happening in your business how you want to grow what are your hiring issues so that we can make you a plan going into the new year to see you absolutely grow and hit all your business goals absolute pleasure as always speak again soon until next time Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hiring Advantage podcast. If you have any questions or love the show, head over to at Hiring Advantage on Instagram and let me know. If you learned something today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a review or shared this with someone else that you think could benefit from this knowledge. Until next time, happy hiring queens.